Hello, everybody, and welcome to Success Never Sleeps. I am uh, Marco Mazzola from Focus Martial Arts. With me again is uh, the other wisdom. Uh, we're just going to call us wisdom. And it's Jason from Believe. Hello, Jason. Hello, hello. And James. Howdy, hello, everybody. James from Resilient Martial Art. How are we doing today, guys? If it was any better, would be you, Marco. There it is, with the proper <laughs> intro. Um, really strange. Uh, we'll get that fixed later. So uh, today we're going to be talking about team building. Team building today. How does everybody feel about that? That's awesome. I, I think it's a, a it's a crucial part of our business. You know, you gotta you gotta have uh, the right team in place, and you have the right people on the right seat on the bus to to really uh, advance your your company and your purpose through that and also i think it's an excellent topic for today yeah i think so too we, we dealt with a lot of that during uh, the wisdom talk i know i did um and one of the great parts of the wisdom was actually doing uh the team work having the, the meetings the virtual meetings with professor with the entire team there i know they got a lot out of it so that was a great experience uh they're still talking about that like remember that guy that we did are we gonna do another one like, yeah, that guy. We're going to do another one with that guy. Like, I've been telling you his name for a couple of years now. Uh, but, you know, yeah, you know, they could be. So we'll, hopefully we'll get back on that and do another one. We have a, a follow-up meeting coming up, I hear, right? Yeah, yeah I got yeah. that text this morning, too. So <laughs> We did. We did. Awesome. All right. So uh, let's get into it. I got some questions uh, with some um, topic points that we're going to talk about today. And we'll just kind of go through them one by one. Um, but everybody out there, hopefully you could share the broadcast. And give us your comments. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. I see uh, Master Raymore is on. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello, sir. Field. There he is. Um, we're going to talk about this. So if you guys have any questions or, you know, tips and things that you do in your own schools for team building, let us know. Let's, you know, be part of the conversation. I see some eyes in the sky up there already. So say hello and uh, be part of the conversation. We'd love to hear from you guys. All right. Mr. Name is here. I see Bob Poole is here. Hello, Bob. Very good. Very Hello. good to see you guys. Fantastic. All right. So uh, let's start off right away. The first one we wanted to go with was, you know, what is the purpose of your team, right? Instructor, admin, like what? what is the, the purpose? Uh, James, I believe this is your question, right? Yes, sir. Who wants to start? Basically, what is the purpose of your team? I'll start with where that question came from because it came actually from Jason. Um, when we were doing our, just our, our, our prep meeting yesterday and something he said made me think that the same people we recruit for the instructor team may not be the same people we recruit for, you know, the administrative part of our team. Um, and you, you, sometimes we get lucky and we get those who can do both. Um, but sometimes it's, you know, their talent might be in great organization and administrative stuff, event planning, organizing and execution, or they may be, you know, better as an instructor. Like we said, there's quite a few people we wouldn't let teach a class regardless sure. of their rank. It's right. just it's not their forte. So I think before we put them in the seat on the bus, um, we need to make sure that we're driving the right bus with the right seats. I love uh, Lee Milkiller. Uh, she's a consultant. She said something a year ago that she collects people, no matter where she goes, if she sees an outstanding employee or person giving customer service, she makes sure to get their name and their number. And then when the appropriate seat becomes available on her bus, she reaches out and hires that person. And I think if we did more of that, if we really took a deep look at our students, our parents and stuff, 
uh, we might be able to build stronger teams, kind of like doing the draft, you know, send your scouts out, scout out the potential rock stars for your team. So, Definitely. definitely. Jason, what about you? Yeah, I, I, I think, um, I, I think James is right on that. I mean, we need to, we need to take in, uh, you know, always be looking for, you know, for the right people on there, but, uh, you know, taking one step back from that is, is, you know, we want to make sure that we have the right, uh, we make sure we, that, that in our business, we know our purpose. We know why, you know, uh, as always, you know, it always has to start there. We have the systems in place to support them as well. And that's, that's us as the business owners or CEOs or, you know, what, whatever label you want to put on that, but that's, that's our job to, to be able to do that as well. And that's, that's us. So, so I mean, like that's, that's something that's super important to make sure that we have in place as we get them. Because if you, if you bring somebody on and you don't have the, the, um, support there for them it's just going to frustrate them it's not going to be a good fit you know so we want to make sure we have that and then after you know after we have that in place then we start looking for that right person for that for that fit right i mean if they're if they're a rock star with the kids but they don't want to they don't want to take in uh for that fit right i mean if they're a rock star teach classes or something like that but they want to they want to interact with the kids and have a good time and 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 play games with them and stuff like that well maybe they're good for your summer camp or your parents night out or your special events or things like that so we know we want to find what drives them so that we can fulfill that purpose for them as well yeah I mean, we all know not, you know not every great martial artist is a great instructor right they can be amazing at throwing a front kick doesn't mean they can teach how to throw a front kick very well you know they don't maybe have the personality or the patience or you know the drive to want to do it right so we can't turn every amazing black belt into an amazing instructor, no matter how much we want them to be, you know? So it is, it's, you know, it's sort of a neat, it can be a needle in a haystack trying to find that number one, that, that second in command, that one that's going to be, you know, has the same, has the vision you have to move forward and move the business up, you know what I mean? To build and that, cause that person's going to help you build the rest of the team. Right. It's very hard as we know, to be a one person Island, you know what I mean? Out there, you know, trying to get the whole team together, plus run the business, plus do all the events and things like that. So a, a team is obviously necessary, but an amazing team that we've built from the ground up. So my question was, what is what do you feel the sort of the, the benefits and uh, of bringing somebody up from within or from hiring from outside? Mm. That's a tough one, right? That, Sometimes that there is just isn't one. currently, right? You need somebody, but there isn't currently somebody maybe who's old enough or ready yet, but you need somebody to, to support. You know what I mean? I, I think that goes back to knowing, again, going back to knowing your purpose, making sure you have it clearly defined um, because there may be somebody that's on the outside that can, that can come in and fit your culture, fits your purpose that, that can help you on that. And again, it depends on what all they're doing too. Right. Right. So, so I mean, yeah, I think I think there's there's benefits to both sides. Um, my team, uh, you know, two out of the three on my team are what we would say is homegrown. They right. they started with me. They grew up in the school with me. Um, but you know, uh, my my third team member there, she came from uh, another style, got her black belt there, and started over with us. Um, so essentially, she was kind of homegrown. She went through our program, um, and, and also, you know, she's got a lot of past experience that helps her out a lot as well too. But 
But I mean, I, I can see both sides of the coin on that. Right. Right. As the professor said, she doesn't, she didn't buy into the culture. She believes in the culture of the school. Right. Exactly. She, she, she owns it. She lives it every day. So, yeah. And it's quite an amazing team. We got the fortunate, you know, chance to meet them. And it's time. It was really great yeah. hanging out with everybody, get to know them. You know, I hear about them all the time. We see them in the background sometimes. So, the pictures so it was nice to get to, to know them so that's awesome so i apologize for my voice i've been coughing for like three weeks straight it's just starting to get better so i sound like i've been you know smoking for 60 years yet i've never <laughs> in my life ever smoked um so i apologize if it sounds a little gruff today um all right so the next one i want to talk about was how can you you know best serve your team so they can best serve your students like what are your methods so I see uh, Master Raymore said something. I want to just kind of quickly show that. He's taking his team to the KBBQ. He was in Halloween Horror Nights this Saturday, spending a whole day with them. And he's very excited about it. So he's doing a little team-building exercise outside of the school. right? Obviously, that's a, that's a big way. We've done that before. We've had, I've had, like, the main core team over to my house and cook them dinner. You know what I mean? Things like that. And, you know, they love that. They want to do that again. Um, you know, things like that. So what, what, what are your methods? Now, who wants to go first? Uh, since Jason went last time, I'll go this one. Um, right. So I think, and, and I got to blame Jason again, too, for kind of opening my eyes yesterday. We were talking about this. Every person who wants to be on our team in a instructor administrative part, not as a student, because they're still part of our team, but they all have different needs and they all want to do it for different reasons. So is it doing it because um, they enjoy sharing and improving and want to, you know, impact lives like theirs have been done? Is it for they need to improve their communication skills, their leadership management skills? Um, do they just need it to look good on a college resume or a job resume? And I think the more time we spend on the front end, sitting down and finding out why they want to be part of the A team, basically. Um, then we can put them in the better position that's going to fulfill those needs. Because if someone just wants it for, uh, I don't know, if they want it because they want organizational and time management skills, then maybe out on the floor isn't the place to start them. Maybe it's, you know, the administrative stuff, you know, organizing and teaching them the administrative part. But if it's about, hey, I want to learn how to manage people and I want to learn how to positively impact their lives, then maybe that's out on the floor. So I think spending more time up front, finding out their why, we can serve them better that way. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with that completely because, and, and I, I think one of the, the big things, just like Master Raymore was sharing there, is that, you know, doing these events or these outings, that's super important. And it, it really depends upon the culture of your uh, of your school, right? Um, for, for us, we really don't go out and do an outing or something special like we may go grab lunch together or something like that but one of the big things that my team sees is that whenever i invest in something like whenever i invested in wisdom even though i was the primary beneficiary of that because i got to spend all that time with, with brandon doing all of that work they were too you know they, they got to experience that too on there you know so it may be them, you know, and they've come to me, hey, I saw this event and I think it'd be really great. And, and I tell them, so, okay, well, bring me the information. Tell me how it fits into our culture and purpose or what you're looking to get out of it and how you would apply it for us. 
and let's have a conversation about that. And if they come back to me with, with, you know, good reason for it, I have no problem, you know, paying their entryway into that, you know, or they've been some of them that they, they paid their way into some of them. And I just, whenever I, they brought it back, I'm like, Oh, I, I, I owe your entry fee for that. You know? So, I mean, there's, there's tons of different ways to help build up our team. But I think that, I think one of the main things is they need to see us growing as, as the, the owner, the CEO, uh, they need to see us growing and that we're not doing it just for us. We're bringing them along with us. Yeah. So it may be taking them to, I mean, I, I, it's kind of a humble brag on it. I'm, I'm grateful. I got to bring my entire team out. It's time. Like it's been life changing for them, for me, for our business. So, I mean, I think little things like that, I think it's, I think it's crucial to give, give back that. And the other side to it is, is for me is I told my team like, Hey, we got lives outside of the school. You know, I've got three young kids. There's going to be a lot of times that I need off because I need, I, I need to be there for my family. And they're grateful to um, support me in that and, and cover for me, as well as just like uh, yesterday was uh, uh, Ashton. He's you know my number two guy, my partner in, in the business pretty much. Pretty much, yesterday was his anniversary. He came in and worked a little bit. I saw the opportunity to send him home early. I sent him home early. Hey, you go home. Go go. You know, go spend your anniversary with your wife. You know, so so it's little things like that, giving them their birthdays off, you know, or giving them the weekend they need off to go celebrate it with their friends, giving them special time off, like, you know, different things like that. And really working with their schedule outside of the the business, I think, goes a long way and and really creates a true relationship within your team. Yeah. Yeah. Showing that you're loyal to them, they'll be loyal to you. You're loyal to their needs and what they need to do outside of the school. Yeah, we've had very similar situations. One of my number two is still in college, so we had to shift her schedule completely to you know to match her classes and things like that. So yeah, it was it was very important. It just happened to work out that the other instructors had to switch as well. So it luckily it worked out. But if it didn't, we would you know take up the slack and do what we have to do to support them. You know, I, I I'd rather say yes more often than I say no, right? Because right. then I know that I'm you know I'm building. A, a relationship with them to let them know that I'm behind you. I know you have other stuff going on. This isn't, you know, this is, you know, this isn't everything every day. You're not here all day, every day. Like I am, you come in, you love it here. You do your work, you do great work, but then you have to go home and be with your families or your friends or go out to a concert here and there, you know, yep. Get, you know, go on vacations. We're working towards that. We're working towards, you know, paid vacations and things like that. So, um, uh, so I was just looking at the comments. So Mass Raymore asked, one, how often do you go out with your team outside of the studio? And two, do you have your teams on salaries? So, I mean, basically, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we pay our team. Uh, we pay them hourly. Um, but, you know, if there's anything that needs to be done, they get paid. So if there's a instructor meeting, they get paid for it. And anytime they're here and they're in a work capacity, they're getting paid for it. Right? Their time is valuable, just like mine is. They need to get paid for their time. You know, I, I'm yeah. sure you guys do the same thing. I did it for years working for instructors for free, cleaning, oh, yeah. teaching, all that kind of nonsense, right? And I'm still paying my full membership price at the same time, you know? And those days yeah. are long gone, thank God. Those, those yeah, days I mean, are gone. You know, uh, you know, 
to, to really answer that that question for Master Raymore is, you know, there's different ways to do it. Uh, definitely paying your team, paying them well, paying them for their time that they're supposed to be there, that you need them to be there. Um, you know, we don't really go out too much because I really value my team's time on there. Um, you know, there may be a day that we may be doing a, you know, a full day workshop that we've kind of put together and, and, you know, doing a bunch of stuff during the day. So we'll go, I'll take them all out to eat for lunch because we're there around that time. And I said, Hey, let's go take a break. Let's just go chill and, and go grab lunch. But it's, it's never a planned orchestrated thing because I feel like if it's planned, it kind of takes away from some of the value of just being in the moment with them on there. There's nothing wrong with planning them out and, and making sure you keep that contact with them. But I really like Brandon's way of talking about it. Instead of doing a meeting with them, let's just do these little power holes and be in the moment with them and, and kind of go through that process that way with them. <clears throat> and I tell you, like I, I, my team, my team will go to bat for me and they have. And, and so, I mean, like, again, I think it fits, depends upon your culture yeah. um, on there with it. But also, I, I think if, if they see you fighting for them, they'll fight for you. Absolutely. We do both. Because... We do both. We do power meetings, but then we do uh, instructor classes twice a month. Um, yeah. Where they're, you know, they're doing, we're, you know, doing our role playing, things like that, where they're learning specific skills. Uh, and, and we're taking on new kids and things that want to help teach. But we were talking about that earlier. We don't just throw them into the fire. They have to be, they have to do a few teaching classes. Right before we allow them to step on the mats. It's even even for our excellent kids, our young program, they have to be, you know, learn what their role is, understand what's expected of them, and do some practice with the instructors, pretending, you know, we're doing a class so they know what the, their job is. So they're not just wandering around the mats, you know. We would run into issues before where, you know, two instructors, you know, younger guys who really love the teaching part are standing next to one kid and their parent. But there's other kids that need help. Like, we don't need, you know, two instructors on one kid. So we're working like that triangle thing that we were talking about that we saw a professional right. team do. Right around now, it's time. They, they, everyone, somebody moves, the whole team rotates with them. So there's not a clump in one area. It works out really well. But for us, we have to do those instructor meetings to get them there. Okay, it's twice a month. Um, we, we expect them to make one. Because we basically duplicate what we do. Because we have such a large group of younger guys and girls that are in that program. And love to help teach, especially the little kids class. So yeah, we can't expect them all to make the same Friday night. If we only hold right. it once a month, it's really not that convenient for them. So we're looking at a way to make it more often and switch up our blackboard classes to be every week, as well as our instructor class to have an option for it every week. So then come in and work on the same thing pretty much all month. Just drill it, just like you do a drill for a kata or a technique, right? You drill, 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 drill. You want to drill just the the greeting when somebody comes in saying hello, taking their name, helping them with the belt tie. You know, we do belt tying contests amongst the instructors because they're expected to tie the belts for the little kids. Went to a youth program, we teach you how to do it. So then the instructors have to be able to teach how to tie the belt, right? So people can teach them how, you know, how to do it. So that's, that's a whole fun thing we do with them. We try to make everything fun during instructor meeting. We make little contests and things like that where they can win whether it be kids at life school badges or something, you know, when they, when they, you know, when they win their contest, if they're the fastest belt tire, then, you know, they'll win something for it. You know, we make it, we try to make it an experience, even for an instructor meeting. So it's not just, uh, yeah. uh, we're in the meeting for an hour with Shihan. 
we have to do this. You know, it should still be a fun experience. They're going to get more out of it if they're quote unquote playing while they're learning. Right. Right. And I mean, you know, um, yeah, definitely. Cause we, we hold ours, we do it like a class every Friday night. So, I mean, if, but if they can't make it, they can't make it. It's fine. You know, uh, we're making sure that we're being, being consistent with it. Um, as far as like with their training, uh, and, and that's pretty much, you know, how, how you teach and, uh, and, and things like that. But, uh, see, there's, there's Ashton right there. Uh, so, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we do that and, and you know, and to ask, to answer Master Raymore's question as far as like teams on salary and stuff like that, I have Ashton on salary, uh, but that's just where that's at the level he's at right now. His next step is, is partnership with me, buying into the business and, and being a full fledged partner with me. Um, but the rest of my team is hourly and, and all that. And, you know, a lot of, I, I got some friends in, in, in the martial arts industry that they kind of abuse that, that salary option. Yeah. And, and I, I make sure that we're very clear on what that means is just because he's salary doesn't mean he works 80, 90 hours a week. You know, he's still, I, matter of fact, if I can get him under, if I can keep him under 40 hours a week and he's working kind of a, part-time hours and getting paid really really well then his his hourly rate goes up yeah. you know and i'll and and i'm very proud of that because even with my youngest team member she's 17 a senior in high school and she gets paid way better than any of her friends in high school at their job she's got way better hours a lot more flexibility in it um she's got 401k she's got you know she's got all this set up, ready to go, you know, for her. So she's in a lot better position than a lot of 17 year olds um, with other jobs. Well, how many 17 year olds have a 401k? Exactly. Seriously. You know, she's all, she's all set. She's all yeah. set. You know, um, she even got the, you know, that was one of the, one of the benefits. How many 17 year olds can say that they sat down with Sam on, right. You know, a millionaire and got yeah. advice and, and, and is set for, as she continues to go along her journey, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, but and that, that right side of my head still hurts from that meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. I found the, I found the little card he gave me and I'm going, yeah. Oh. yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, Master asked a question. Uh, how, how do you manage private lessons for your teams? Um, I'm guessing you mean like in terms of if they, if they're going to be private lesson for another student, um, then, you know, it, it, that, that runs the gamut. I know there's a lot of different, you know, theories of like, all right, if you're going to take on a private lesson, we charge X amount for the private lesson. I, you know, the school gets 10%, you get the rest. Um, you know, it, it depends. I mean, you could run it as just their, that's their salary. That's part of it. You know, if they want to take on the private lesson, they get paid for the half hour, 45 hour that they're there. You know, I mean, obviously there's a lot of different ways to run it. Um, do you guys do anything like that in your schools? We, we actually don't have private lessons right now, so I'm, I'm out of that conversation. Uh, well, we have in the past, and it's a tiered pricing. I mean, um, if they want to come get a private lesson from me, I charge appropriately for my time. But if you want to come get a private lesson from one of our, you know, um, rock star brown belt instructors or the black belts, then it's a different. And we just, we've always split it 50-50. Because, you know, there's wear and tear, there's electricity, there's, you know, we got to pay our insurance and, and everything like that. And so um, I think a 50-50 split because of what we charge is fair. 
But if we're just doing like a quick little 15 minute, you know, hey, let me get you caught back up. I saw you right. having difficulty. We don't charge for those lessons. But when yeah. people want to come in and spend an hour or a half hour of time, yeah. you know, um, I value my team's time. And I think they deserve to be paid for it. Um, if it's during the their regular hours, I, I still compensate them for them. But we try to set them up outside of their regular hours. And, you know, the private lessons are a lot more lucrative for them than, you know, just their straight hourly wage or salary wage. Right. Right. You know, but we do I mean, discourage them. I, I really don't want to get into doing that um, because it, it can really go south fast. Yeah. yeah. We, um yeah, as far I mean, we don't have too many private lessons. I mean, we do a lot of the 15 minute um, like virtual privates or. Um, you know, my team may comp a, a private to help out a student, that kind of thing. But they, they get, a, you know, if they do a private lesson, they, they get the full amount um, on it. Um, I don't take anything from that. They just make sure that, uh, that they are serving really, really well. Because I told them, uh, you know, our, our belief is, is that we want to be successful no matter what we're doing, no matter if it's in class, if it's in a private lesson, uh, anything like that. So if it's, as far as, you know, the question Master Raymore's asking, if it's a private lesson that they're running, they get the full amount from it. They're the ones that's working with that student. The only thing I ask them is to make sure that the experience is still there uh, of the level that we expect on there with it. That's that's number one, you know, to make sure that it, we're elevating that experience for the student to help them be successful, you know, wherever they're at in the, in the process. Um, now, if he's talking about as far as like a private lesson that like my team needs a private lesson. Like for me, they have, they have like unfiltered access to me. Right. Yeah. They, they, they have, they, they have, um, we had a parent cause my kids take classes now and, uh, or two, two of my three, three kids take classes now. And, um, my daughter just got her yellow belt and one of the moms go, Oh, well, she's, she, she's got a little advantage over everybody. You know, she's got the, you know, the head instructor, the, you know, the highest rank, the, the owner at home at will needing it. I'm like, yeah, she kind of does, you know, um, but my team has that same access. Right. Like if they if they need something, Hey, Mr. Smith, can you come help me out with this? Da, 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 da. And we go through it. And there are times like, I mean, I, I'll train with Brandon whenever we're doing, uh, going, going over, I pay for private lessons with him. And um, if he gives me those little golden nuggets in there, I shoot out of that room and share it with my team as soon as I see them. Hey, this is what we did. Da, 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 da. So they're constantly getting that update and that information as well, too. So, you know, depending upon which way he was kind of asking that question, I want to kind of cover both sides of that. Yeah, cool. Awesome. All right. So this is, uh, I like this question. This is a really important question that Professor talks about all the time. Do you have a path of advancement for your team? Do they have a clear path of when they start? And how does that work? Right? Because you need some sort of way to motivate them to go, you're not just going to be stuck at minimum wage forever. Like this is where you know where you're going to get to. Yeah. Well, I'll take that one. I'm, we are actually, <laughs> after you know, looking at professors, and we've been using that as a guideline. Because uh, you know, like you says, it's right there on the disruptors page. If you're not going in there and looking at all those files, I'll just say it: you're you're missing the boat. I was going to say it in a more blunt way but monique would probably check me on that she's so. not here today so you got to <laughs> keep it clean but you know she's watching so. that's right but um 
and, and we're mind mapping it out just like you know i i have to do to, so it makes sense to me is what is our ultimate goal and at what stage do we want them to learn and um do we want them just to be an, a greeter an assistant or do we want to be able to take them on a path and show them clearly that this is how you can own your own school we can partner with you and it takes this stage first this stage this stage and so that's what we're mapping out because there's so many different responsibilities and skills that have to be developed and not everybody wants to you know do what we do um for a career uh, a lot of people just want to you know while they're here you know one of my well actually my senior black belt i've tried to put him on the payroll and he's like nah sensei I, I want to come teach when I want to come teach. And, you know, if I've got other things going on, I don't want to be obligated to come teach, which is wonderful because he's an awesome instructor. Um, but it makes it difficult for me to plan what I'm well, going to do. Ask that, yeah. Yeah. And so I think if you're going to have staff members, they, they have to be paid. And how what you decide, how you decide to pay them, I mean, that's that's a conversation you need to have with yourself or with your accountant. But at the same time, I think it's it's important to show them and then that should be decided and explained in that pre-meeting we were talking about. Yep. You know, what is the stage? What do you want to get out of this? Do you want to own your own school and partner with us? Or do you just want to do this till you go off to college? So. Yeah, I think you got to have that 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 path through to, to let them see you don't, you know, if they if they feel like they're 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 maxed out where they're at and they're just instructing on the on the floor, then yeah, the, eventually they're going to leave. They're going to leave. There's they they can't move up any further. They're they're kind of stuck. You know, you don't want them to have that feeling. You want them to be able to to grow and 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 become better um, through all that. So I think having that path set up to where hey yeah, you're coming in and you're starting out with this this many classes a week but eventually you can move up and be teaching all the classes or you know running special events and and you know the more tools you put on your tool belt that you know how to do and use and, and move through and, and understand the business as a whole then yeah then that's that opportunity that we have to grow uh to to be better on there right um like my team knows I, I personally don't want any more locations. I'm happy with one. I'm good. But they want to have their own location. Yeah. They don't want to do it by themselves. They want to be a partner. So for that, I will open up as many locations as we need as long as we are putting in the work and we're doing it the right way right. on there. So if they see that path, it's like, hey, Mr. Smith is, is willing to step out on a limb for us. I mean, even even my 17-year-old that is planning to go to college, she wants to come back and open up a location whenever she gets done with college. Yeah. And we had a nice talk on the way back from its time because her parents went out with us, and her mom asked me, she's like, hey, if this is something she wants to do, will she have to do it on her own? I said, absolutely not. Unless she wants to do it on her own, I I am there in her corner. She's got me as a partner whenever she's ready to open up that business whenever she's ready to open up that location i am i i am 100 a partner with her whenever she's ready to do that if that's what she chooses and i think them being able to see that path to having that level of success is crucial because then they know 
that they can keep growing and they can keep, you know, uh, moving forward. And then they don't ever have that feeling of being stuck. Right. I want to add to that, Jason, because uh, I've had two of my black belts go and open their own schools. Um, one's closed because he moved down to Georgia, followed his passion of uh, music ministry. And the other one, it was in a divorce. It got closed. But they both came to me and wanted to open under our brand. And I sat down. I says, you know, it's a huge honor. I, I can't tell you. I'm very humbled by that. But here's the conditions. I have to protect the brand. And if you're not willing to, you know, agree to this, where if there's a morality clause, you violate it, I take full ownership of the school because we have to protect the brand. Now, if you don't want to go that way, I'll open my books and my file cabinets and everything, and I'll help you the best I can to run the best school you can run um, under your own brand. But if you want to run under my brand, understand there are there are conditions to it. Because we have to protect our investment and everything we put into it, the 20, 30, 40, 50 years plus that's gone into developing the, the brand. So I like to give them both options um, and let them know that we're here to support them because they're still part of the family, whether they're flying our flag or not. Right. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things my team knows is they know whichever way they decide, you know, I'm, I'm going to be there in their corner to help them out. You know, we have that much of a relationship to where, if they came to me, if one of them came to me tomorrow, hey, I want to do my own thing, open up my own school, my own brand, my own curriculum, everything. Right? Okay. You know, I'm a resource. You have resources that you've made through me that are open to you. Make sure you reach out. You're not on that island like Marco was saying earlier. Yeah. You never want anybody to feel like they're on that island. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a couple of students right now who expressed recently to me that they want to open up a more focused martial arts locations. So we're very humbled and, and you know, uh, blessed by that. Um, yeah, and it was one was not a shock. Uh, the other one's a complete shock uh, that this person wanted to do it. So, you know, they have many years before that will happen. Um, you know, we have to get our main location running, you know, 100% where we want it to be. Um, and then we can think about where they're going to be. You know, they still have to get through college. So, you know, that's going to take time. That'll take time. But we're excited about that. And we told them. You know, and eventually we'll have that, you know, serious conversation with their parents and whoever needs to be on that conversation is that, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Um, and like James said, we got to protect the brand. You know, this is our systems. You got to follow the systems. You know, we're here. We're going to be talking constantly. I'll be bouncing through each location to make sure they're all running the way a focused martial arts should run. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but again, I would feel the same way if one of them said, no, no, I want to open up XYZ karate. Then, okay. Then, like you said, Jason, I'm here. You know, here's our systems. Here's the thing. This is what we did. This is how we did it. You know, we were here. So, you know, the systems because you ran, you did them, you ran them, you worked them, you know. So, go with it. Go with it. I'll help you every step of the way. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a humbling thing when somebody, when that happens and somebody's like, yeah, I want to open up. You know, whether, again, whether it's your, under your brand or their own brand. It's still pretty cool. It's pretty humbling. Like you, you affected them and created that career path for them, you know, to see right. that they have an option to do this with their life. You know, I said the one that was not a shock. I know this kid, she, you know, if I nuked the building, she'd be in the ashes. Like we're still training today. Right. We're still <laughs> class at 415. Right. Like, the building is gone. So that's all right. We'll sweep and we'll train. It's fine. Yeah. Find so, an open and, area there. Yeah, we'll find something. So that's awesome. All right, take a break for a real quick second and uh, cover our sponsors. 
Uh, let's see. We have, of course, was brought to you by Market Muscles, uh, simply the best in website design. Um, uh, Stephen and the gang, we work, we've been working with them for years. We love our Market Muscles site. You know, I, I was flabbergasted. I've done web design in the past. And when they revamped everybody's website for free and gave, like, everybody, they're probably still working on it, I'd imagine, because it's a big undertaking, you know, to, to, to redo everybody's website one at a time. Uh, that's incredible. Like that shows you the merit of a, of a company of its people that work there that they're going to take on most places. We'll charge you. We're going to, we have our new 3.0. Do you want it? All right. There's an installation fee or a processing fee to get the guys to flip over your website. And if that's the fact that you take it on their own and did it, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Uh, my studio, of course, uh, we use my studio. It's our CRM software. We've been using now a couple of years. I, I have liked watching them grow from what they were to where they are now. Um, you know, one, of the, one of the benefits I love about my studio and a lot of other CRMs do this, but I like my studio's version. Uh, I like their custom app. I love their custom app. To have your own branded app. So if you currently use my studio and you don't have the app branded to yourself, I'd recommend it. Like I really would. And I know it costs a little bit more money uh, to get them to do it. But when a, when a customer goes to you like, holy crap, you have your own app? You know, it has your logo on it. They're like, really? That's that's amazing. And it feels pretty cool and really adds to your brand. That, you know, you're not just using the logo, the My Studio logo on the app that they're searching for. They can go find your logo on their phone. That's pretty cool. I find that to be really cool. Uh, Kids Love Life Skills. We can all say how much we love Kids Love Life Skills. Uh, I've been using it for years now. Jason, you too. Um, and uh, James, when did you start using Kids Love Life Skills? I think it was like last January, so we've almost been on board for, no, 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 it was uh, actually right after the pandemic, uh, when we could open back up, Right. Uh, we jumped on it because we were going into public school systems for summer programs, and it was a huge thing to keep the kids in line and focus. I never knew how powerful it was there. Yeah. And then here we're still tweaking it to, to get it to work for us because I know we all work at different in our schools. Yeah. We follow the same basic principles. Mm-hmm. And, and every month we're like, OK, how can we tweak it and make it better? What what are we doing? What are our challenges with it? Yeah. But, um, you know, we're heartening now. We're doing a lot more with uh, nonprofit organizations and governmental organizations. And when I add in the kids love life skills, character development, and tell them, you know, the life skills kids learn today are the successful habits of adults tomorrow. They're like, wow, that's exactly what we're looking for in the community. And it it's really closes and seals the deal right there when we throw the kids love life skills out there. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Uh, and, of course, last is not but not least is Elsie Accounting. Letitia, uh, one of the best bookkeepers in the game. In the, in the game. One of the uh, toughest. Uh, she's no nonsense. She will she keep, keep you on the straight. She tries to keep me straight. Uh, I don't know. I Just remember, she, she can choke you out, too. I know. She's got a couple <laughs> extra gray hairs. I know they're mine. I know I gave to her. I feel bad. Um, but she's she's amazing. Uh, she's incredible. I've had bookkeepers in the past that, you know, we, it just it never was a fit. And Letitia treats you like family. She really does. You get on board yep. with her. She's going to be in your pocket. Helps you. I mean, we wouldn't have we would have had a much tougher challenge through the pandemic if we didn't have Letitia in our corner helping us get the PPPs and the, the things that we were able to get and her just, you know, going to town, ripping through our stuff and putting it out there and getting us the loans and things that we needed to, to make it through. So 
Uh, all, all the credit to her. Honestly, she's amazing. So if you need a bookkeeper, call Letitia. She'll stretch it straight. I, I want right. to throw something there for Letitia. A shout sure. out. You know, my books are all screwed up. My bookkeeper died from throat cancer a few years ago. And, you know, the taxes and the books and everything just went away for a while. And that's one of the things that really causes me anxiety. And Letitia is so patient and so understanding and very detailed in what she does and explains. And she gives you tasks that you can accomplish. And, and I'll tell you, I'm super, super grateful that, uh, you know, Professor introduced me to her and that it's it's a huge relief because you don't want the IRS coming after you. Yeah. That's the last thing you want. That's the last thing you need. Um, and she is very detail oriented. I'm not yeah. when it comes to money, unfortunately. Yeah. And with her, with her help, I've gotten better. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a joke with my wife. She's like, she's constantly look at the bank account, and I'm like, oh my god, we only have this. She's like, no, look at it again. You you, you spent two hundred. It's not there. You you you're you're taking off two thousand. Like add a zero, you knucklehead. So yeah, you know, thank God for Letitia. She's like, she 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 feels for my wife and what she has to deal with when it comes to that. I'm super detail oriented when it comes to money. I'm trying to get better every day. I'm trying to get better. So thank God I have Letitia. All right, back to it. I saw a another comment I wanted to look at um, from Max Raymore Gay. He's been amazing with the questions today. Thank you, sir. Uh, have you had right. to, have you had to ask someone to step down from their leadership role? So James is nodding. We'll go with James. He's nodding his head. I I did, and I applied something I had learned years ago. First, let me recommend a book called The One-Minute Manager by Kenneth Blanchard. Probably the best management book in the world I have ever read and the one I have implemented the most. Um, with that being said, I had picked up one time um, in a class I was in um, that if you have a problem with an employee, um, I gave them a day off, sent them home, had to write a letter uh, about what the disciplinary problem was, what the actions would be if this occurred again. And they came back and the next day with nothing written, they're like, oh, you were serious about that? I was like, absolutely. You've made the decision now not to maintain that position because you've shown to me that it's not important. And so I put that ball back in their court, still tried to work through them, tried to coach it, tried to talk to them, tried to, you know, but that last thing was, okay, here, Here's our problem. Here's the situation. Go home, think about it. You bring me back the solution. Um, you know, so I took the monkey off my back, put it on theirs. They brought it back. And I'm like, yeah, well, this monkey's just not in our circus anymore. You're welcome to train. Yeah. But we all know how that goes. They stuck around for a couple of months and then they left. Yeah, so. it is tough. It absolutely is tough. Uh, but you can't be afraid either. You know, if you lose an instructor to lose a student, yeah, because that can happen. It probably will. Um but no, you're absolutely right. Like it, it has to be, you know, there has to be clear guidelines. You know, the systems are in place. You know, the biggest thing people have a, a problem with is not knowing what's expected of them. So if they don't know expected, you know, if there's aren't rules in place, you know, people always talk about like, well, what's the rules with cell phones? What's the rules with this? What's the rules on their personal social media? And you have to do what fits your culture. You know, I'm not here to tell you what you should do and how you should order not you know order them on their cell phones where they put it away, hold on to it, things like that. Whatever fits your culture, but make it clear. Make it super clear when they're hired. This is what we expect. These are the quote unquote rules, and this is why. Because I'm a big on why, right? I'm not just saying I'm not just laying down a rule. I'm going to tell you why, 
It's like that. And as we always say, it goes back to our culture and the why of the business, the why of the school. You know, if, if it's, you know, we have our instructors leave their cell phones in the office, but they can go back in between classes and check them. I have no struggle with that. As long as the customers are being serviced, right? Everybody's got their handouts that they need. Everybody's been checked in and said they've given them a goodbye. They can do a quick check on their cell phone. I don't struggle with that. I don't want them in their pockets because they've been going off and doing whatever. And it's distracting. It's taking away from their job performance. But, you know, they don't have to lock them up somewhere. They stick them in the office. It's fine. Right. But that's that. But they knew why I told them why that's the way it is. Right. Because we want you. We want best service out there on the client floor without cell phone distractions. The only time I even take mine out of the office is if I'm doing a video. If I'm going to shoot some video. Otherwise, mine stays in the office so that I'm, you know, even though I probably get a zillion phone calls a day. If I'm teaching a class, if I'm out there serving the customers, I'm out there serving the customers and the phone call can wait. The phone call can wait. You know what I mean? So I'm leading by that example. You know, I don't keep my cell phone and get to play with it all day if you can't. You know, so you got to lead. You lead by example. Jason, what about you? Yeah, I, I mean, I have I haven't had to ask anybody to. We came close to it, but that was as we were rebranding and figuring out our culture and it kind of organically just kind of happened uh, for us because as you, we were growing in the direction that we felt we needed to move in, that, that as we discovered who we were um, as a company and as a business, you know, that's where you're going to find those, those points to where people are like, no, I'm comfy here. I don't want to go there. And, and then they kind of create that out for themselves pretty much. So that, that's what kind of happened with us. Um, and really great instructor, great leader, but you know, the just would not, was not willing to move in the direction that was best for the company, for our students and everything like that. Uh, and also, yeah, I mean, like we, we've had that happen and, and I think, you know, exactly what you said, Marco was having those systems in place, having, uh, you know, that structure there. So that they know what's expected um, in every step of the step of the way. You know, what am I doing? You know, am I just teaching classes or, or what's going on? You know, but if I give them, you know, every step that they need and they, there's no there's no way they can misstep on something, then they know exactly what's expected of them during that time and they'll do a better job um, on it as well. So so I mean, like it's, it's kind of twofold with that. You know, either you may weed some out, you may lose some as that happens, um, but you may really find a, a diamond in the rough at that point, too. You may find that one person that needs that. Um, you know, I, again, I'll go back to my team. I'll, I'll speak from example. Uh, Rebecca that's on my team, she's told me, she goes, I need that structure. I need you to tell me exactly what you want me to do, what I need to do. Now, Ashton, Ashton, I can go, Hey, I need you to do ABC, and he'll figure out DEFG uh, on his yeah. way and, and all that. But Rebecca says, "No, I need it A through Z lined out for me, and I will execute." Perfect. And I think that's part of it too, is with your team, is how are you communicating with them? Yeah. Do you understand their version of communication? You know, um, because if we're communicating with them the way they understand there's no miscommunication. Right. Right. And I'll give the example here. I was, we had a meeting 
with our team. It was um, for some summer camp. It was two two people that were summer camp help, and we were actually going to ask them to stay on for our after school program. Well, we were messaging back and forth about the meeting, time, date, you know what you needed to bring. Breakfast was provided because it was an early morning kind of thing, and everybody had said something. And I just responded with "Okay," the letters "Okay." Uh, yeah, I think I think I've told both of y'all this story, but they came in. These are young teenagers. They were terrified. This was their first job. They thought the whole meeting they were getting fired. And because I asked them after, I said, "Y'all are so quiet. Why didn't you, you know, have some, you know, give me some feedback, give me some input, let me know what you're thinking, how you're feeling." Like, we didn't want to say anything because we thought we were getting fired today. I'm like, why? They said, because whenever we responded, I uh, responded with K. So it was just real quick. I just hit K. They said, we thought you were mad at us. I'm like, why? Said, because if you put K, it means that you're mad. If it's okay, you're a little frustrated. But if you type out okay, everything is okay. It's all right. I'm going, I had no clue with that. I didn't grow up in the tech. No, I had no idea. Either. You know, so so I, I apologize to them. I'm like, no, I love you guys on the team. Matter of fact, I want to offer you an extended job, not just summertime. Let's go all year. You know, so making sure you're communicating the way they understand it. And I think that's one of the um, one of the things that even working with Brandon in, in that mentorship role is uh, whenever whenever he's talking with you, he wants you to make he wants to make sure that you understand it. You know, so um, even even having us do this. You know, having us fill in for him, you know, it's making sure that we understand what he's teaching us yeah. so that we can do it ourselves, you know. So, I mean, like, we need to do that for our team. We need to make sure that whenever we're teaching them something or we're trying to help them be better, live their purpose, that they're understanding the communication. So having them repeat it back to us or teach it to us yeah. or teach it to somebody else is a crucial thing. Absolutely. All right. Um, all right. Let's see. We have uh, about seven minutes left, so we got time for at least one or two more questions. Um, just checking the comments. All uh, right, we're good. So um, I like to. How do you delegate to your team? Like, what kind of methods do you use? So we're talking about communicating. What kind of communications do you use? You know, do you guys use email a lot? Do you use Slack? Do you? We talked about the quick little powwow meetings. What is your main, you know, version of communication with your team? Well, mine, because it's just really basically me and Chewy, and we have a couple of young kids that uh, are helping us as classes. It's usually just verbal communication. Hey, Chewy, we need to get this done, or we need to get that done. And, you know, real quick and with the other kids. But as my technical challenges, you know, from Al on our group chat here today, uh, Oh, James wants to video with us. That's nice. <laughs> Was, uh, you know, Chewie's actually telling me, you know, it's like postcards are dead. Um, you know, to an eight-year-old, yeah, okay. But to put it on a social media post or something. So the electronic style of communication seems to be a lot more effective so long as we know how to communicate electronically, not just type in K. So, right. <laughs> um, I think that's what we're going to move towards. And also, it leaves that paper trail. So if there's that doubt, 
that it didn't get communicated or something, you can always go back and, and pull it up and say, yeah, it did right here. Yeah. So what, what happens when you do that? You, you Okay, we, we've agreed upon this. This is what we're going to do. Here's our communication style. Everybody's on board. They don't, they don't get it. Like, you know, for example, we use home base to do our scheduler first for our staff. And so there's a texting feature. So they all have the app on their phone because they're supposed to check. All right. He's posted a schedule for this week, next week, whatever it is. Here it is. They don't check it. And it was, a, you know, and it wasn't necessarily like, like we do a, um, a workshop every other Sunday. Right. And, you know, sometimes you have to keep that in your head. Is this the Sunday? Is this the workshop? Is this the workshop? We have it plastered, but you check the schedule. Like, oh, this is Sunday is workshop. That's right. Sometimes I might have to ship this Sunday's workshop. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you check home base? When it posted the schedule, it sent you a notification, you know, or, you know, I texted you through home base. Did you get it? No, I, I didn't look at it. I didn't have my phone. I, I, uh, you know, well, at that point, what do you do? I know what I do. What do you do? Well, I, I think you got to go back to, since we lost Jason there, I'll, I'll answer that for you. Um, I think you got to go back to anything you would in a, a business or corporate setting is, you know, once it's a verbal, twice it's a written, three strikes, you're out because apparently they're not making it a priority. Yeah. And it's not important to them like it is to us. So I'll backtrack it one more, though. We'll go through another set of training on it. That makes any sense. We're like, all right, so something's falling apart. Some some part of link in the chain is missing here. You're not checking home base regularly. How do we support you to make sure you're doing that? You know, is there so you know let, let, what challenge and it can come down to because I've had this, what kind of challenges it is for you to remember to plug in your phone at night so that when you wake up in the morning, your phone's charged and you don't have a dead phone all day and you can't check your messages. Like, what can I do to help? So because and you would think, like, especially with, like, teenagers, like, we're all really programmed to, to plug in our crap every night. You know I mean, like, you get your stuff all the time. I feel like a Green Lantern. We're always having to power the ring with a stupid lantern. Like, you know, we all – you're a teenager. Don't you know just to plug in your phone? I understand how my 68, 69-year-old mother forgets to plug in her phone. It's just sitting in her purse. She grew up with this stuff. We grew up with all this technology. How do you forget to plug in your phone at night? But – you don't want to come down on them. You don't want to beat them up. So how do you support them and say, okay, what are we going to do to make sure you plug in that phone every night? So you're charged and ready to go for the next day. Half the time they come in, like, I can't clock in. Can you clock in for me? My phone's dead. Do you give them one of those charging stations? All they got to do is set their phone on top of it. Yeah. No plug in or nothing. Just set it down here every night. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I'll have, I'll have like, you know, the challenges uh, you know, because again, the, a lot of them are teenagers where their parents have taken their phone away because they did something they weren't supposed to do. All right, um, I get it, but they need that. They need that for their job. But I can't parent the parent. It's not my job to teach the parent what to do with their kid or how to discipline their kid. If they felt they need to take the phone away, this parent's right. They're the ones who are probably paying for it anyway. So, well, I think I think it goes back to because we've heard Brandon say it a lot of times is uh, you know. Make sure we're we're marketing to 70 ways to 70 people. I think it's the same thing with our communication with our team. Make sure we're communicating 70 ways to them as well so that that way it's just a constant reminder or a constant drip of them being, you know, knowing what's going on. And also, you know, is there, do you have a Facebook group? Do you use 
uh, we use Slack. So uh, yeah. you use Slack. You know, we've all got each other's uh, cell phones. So, you know, you can send a quick text to an individual if you need to. Any of those ways. So there's multiple ways. A phone call. You know, talking in person. Like, there's so many different ways to do it. You know, are we making sure that we're doing it in all of those ways to make sure that we, right. we stay in contact with them? Yeah. But I think, like, verbally... And you know how this, you could tell a teenager something like that by the time they hit the front door, they forgot. They forgot what you said. Because, like you said, it was maybe not as important as you wanted it to be for them, but they're not making it important. The other problem is, but what you're saying, like the technology wise, the Slack, the text, the phone call, all goes away when the parent takes away the phone. And now you're stuck with nothing left. So we got to find a way to to do that. So, uh, so I'm not trying to complain about it. What I'm saying is, how do we do that? We got to find that support, right? Because we want them to be successful at being able to do their job and being on time and being able to do everything they need to do, we got to figure a way that that's our job, right? That's our job to help them do that. You know, in, in, in that specific situation, you know, if a parent takes away the phone, they're, they're a teenager, you know, maybe it's that follow-up and then that conversation with the parents, like, hey, I need a way to communicate with them. Can I communicate through you to them during this time because of, you know, their actions and they lost their phone or whatever? Right. Or for whatever reason, can is there another form of communication? So again, talking with the parent about that because let's face it, whenever you whenever you employ a teenager, you're employing you the parent. The, you're, yeah, you're 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 you know the 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 parent the family comes comes as a package with that. Yeah. So you need to make sure you're having that communication even with them. And that was our that. solution. I, that was our solution. I asked the parents to download Homebase onto their phone and log in as their child. So now when the child gets a notification, their schedule's up, the parents also get it too. Or if we right. send a text right. message to the child, the parents get it too. Plus the fact that they're under 18, right? If there's a 15, a 17-year-old, the parents need to know what you're saying to the kid. You know what I mean? They, they yep. should be fully aware and fully on board with every communication you're, st- you're sending to their child. Just for your Absolutely. own safety and protection alone, you should, you should have parents on board with all communications. I had a problem with a younger student that uh, – their grades started slipping. And so, you know, they got grounded until their grades come up. And then, you know, that included working their shifts. And so I told them, I said, you know, I'm going to have to let you go because I've got to have somebody that I know can come in and fill the shifts up. I says, understand it's not a reflection of your performance or anything. It's just, you're not available to teach. I got to have someone who I can count. And the parent got upset. Well, how can you fire my child? I was like, listen, you know, what would happen if all of a sudden your mom told you you were grounded and you can't go to work for two weeks? Would you have a job anymore? I says, you know, as a student, great student and everything. We love him. We hope you decide to continue training with us, which they didn't because mom got so mad. No. I said, but I'm trying to run a business here and understand I can't just every time you get mad at him and want to pull him out and ground him for two weeks, start, you know, rearranging my schedule. I can't do that. I and, find that funny because yeah. my mother would have sent me to work more. <laughs> no, you but go to school, was, yeah. you come home, you go to work because you're going to work, and then you come home, and that's it. Yep. Everything else is done. No video games, no play with your friends. Nah. Work you're doing, in school you're doing. That's your life. So, you know, it is more difficult when we're dealing with the under 18 crowd. Yeah. But I, I really uh, appreciate what you pointed out there about yeah, the parents should be informed about what everything is going on with their child if they're under 18. I don't think any other job does that. No, I mean, I don't think, I mean, back when I was, you know, 14, 15, 16, my parents had no clue. 
Yeah. And I know I, they just relied on me telling them what was going on. You yeah, know? You're going to work today, mom, and you're hanging out at your girlfriend's house or something. Yeah, yeah. so that was definitely it. All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? Because we are at 3.03. Well, that's my time anyway. We're at the end of the hour. Uh, anything you guys want to add to this amazing discussion? This was a lot of, I like this discussion. This is a fun one. This is a good one. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I would, I would start if you're, if you're in the process of building a team, or even if you already have a team, find time, carve out time to sit down and do a one-on-one with them. You know, just a couple of minutes, five, 10, 15 minutes to, to really find out what they, what they need and what they want and what their version of success is with with their position now, where they're at now, and that, and how you can support that for them. And I think that'll go a long way because I think it always goes back to exactly what Brandon always tells us. You know, he talks about it with, with leads and trials, but even with our team, you don't want just staff members. You want relationships. I think uh, don't try to build too big of a team too fast. Really focus on that small core, you know, whether it's just you and one other person, whether it's you and two other people, um, and really train them up before you put them out. We were talking about six months worth of instructor training before you're ever allowed to step on the mat and even assist the class um, to make sure that that's what they want to do. And I think you got to really be, your team has to be purpose driven. You know, why are you putting together a team? You know, that's what I feel is, is the best is, but start small. I think we, we all go in there and, you know, we, we invite everybody to be in the assistant instructor program. And all of a sudden you got these 20 people running around and you can't even track them. And you can't give them good quality training. Yeah. So. And they all want to come to the same class to teach. Yeah. One yeah. class, nobody, <laughs> the other class, 20 instructors, not helping. No. They all want to do that. No, awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much again. Thank you, James. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Marco. All right. This is Success Never Sleeps for Friday, September 9th. I don't think I gave the date at the beginning, 2022. Uh, next week, Professor will be back, taking the lead again. Um, so I'll be in the background supporting. Uh, we'll have another great discussion. I want to thank everybody for being on today, uh, everybody for their comments. Master Raymore, thank you for all the great questions. Uh, you're a jewel, sir. We appreciate that. That was amazing. Help to further conversation. Uh, and like we said, check out the Disruptor page, everybody. There's a lot of great information there, including the year one instructor program. It's I, I still use it. We love it. We tweaked it a little bit here and there. But essentially what we do is what is there. So definitely go and find that and, uh, document as well. And we're there as a community. So reach out for help if you yes. need it. Reach out. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. All right. So uh, let's see. Master Raymond said he'll have more questions for the next one. Awesome. Thank you, sir. All right. So everybody go out there and uh, what are we going to tell them to do, gang? Live their best life. Yeah. Live their best life. Thank you, guys.